Hey guys, welcome to God's Girl. This is your girl Amber Renee once again. And it's such a blessing to be back on here. I love you guys so much. And I thank everybody for supporting me, for supporting this ministry. Truly, I'm so grateful to God. Amen. So today, we're going to be talking about clothing purity, part two. And this is all about S-E-X. Yes. It's all about sex, y'all. And I know we don't talk about it enough in church, but we need to understand God created it for good. He never said that it was bad. The marriage bed is not to be defiled. Sex is a great thing between a man and a woman. It is how we consummate our marriages. It's how we leave our mothers and fathers and become of one flesh with our husbands or our wives. So we live in a culture where everything, as far as sex goes, is bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, everything is about sex. There is no shame in sex and it is highly promoted. And it's almost like lust is like our fifth sense. It's like be starting to become innate in our children and innate in our communities just like to lust after one another and that is not at all what God wants us to do and God didn't design it to be that way God created sex to be sacred and sanctified and is seen as good and pure when it is done between a man and his wife so it went wrong when, of course, the enemy came along to kill, still destroy. And it says in the Bible that in the last days, there everybody is basically super ungodly. And they will rather rejoice in doing evil than good. They will rather rejoice in satisfying their soul, like their, their selfish desires, than to be pure, than to follow in the ways of righteousness. So 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4, and this is the ESV version, it says, but understand this, that in the last days there will be, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous without self-control, brutality, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen when consent, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Y'all, when I read this, I was like, Timothy, you finna take me out. If that's not the time that we live in right now, it's so sad, but it's, I mean, we have to be honest, we have to be true. This is the time that we live in. We are living in the final, like people would say, oh, we're living in the last days, honey. We're not living in the last days no more. We're living in the last hours, in the last hours. It's crazy, all of this stuff that's going on in the media, in the world, all of the music, y'all. This music is so poisonous. I kid you not. I literally cut off all music 
all TV shows. I do not watch anything unless it's about God. I do not listen to any music unless it's about worshiping God, honestly, because it feeds your soul. It feeds your spirit a different way. The, all that other worldly music, all those other worldly shows and those things, it feeds your flesh. And we know that we are supposed to kill our flesh. I want my flesh to be dead, okay? Not literally as far as like my life or anything, no. I want this flesh in my body to be so weak and I want the spirit of God to be so strong within me that I don't want to I don't want to please myself. I want to sacrifice all of that to please God. That's where honestly where we have to be in these times. So I want to drop some facts to you guys. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because we need to be educated. You know, the Bible tells us, um, it says, our, my people perish due to lack of knowledge. And we all need to understand that, that sex, is, sex is a good thing in marriage. And until we can be with our husbands or our wives, men with their wives and women with their husbands, let me make that clear then we can enjoy that pleasure but until then the waiting on the lord it, it's going to bring an abundance amount of blessings into your life and so much freedom <clears throat> and i want to talk about some science first so y'all this stuff took me out so among u.s high school students surveyed this is high school y'all in 2017 40% of them had sexual intercourse. So this is 18 and under, okay? So 10% had four or more sexual partners. That's a lot. In high school, that's a lot. That is a lot. 7% had been physically forced to have sexual intercourse when they did not want to. And also later on, um, I don't think I added it into this podcast per se, but a lot of them said that they were under the influence of alcohol and drugs. That's why the Bible says to be sober minded. We should not be drinking. We should not be partying or under the influence of drugs. Um, not to say that people do not get raped when they're not under the influence. People get raped all the time when they're not under the influence when I had my experience with me being raped, I was not under the influence um, of alcohol or drugs. So I know that it is possible for it not to be. So don't take it as me saying that, but it's just when we're sober minded, we can help prevent a lot of those things. 30% had sexual intercourse during the previous three months. And 46% of them did not use a condom the last time they had sex. Y'all, 40%, 46% did not use condoms. And these are 18 and under. 14% did not use any method to prevent pregnancy. And 19%, okay, here it is. 19% had drugs or alcohol use before the last time they had sexual intercourse. And then this is the scariest part. 10% of all students have never been tested for HIV. So 46% of them cannot use condoms, but only 
10% have not been tested. And you got to think at, at between the ages of 14 and 18, 40% of you are not having sex um, with protection. Then we also have to think 10% have four or more sexual partners. And then all, of, all it takes is that one for you to sit up there and have sex with somebody else to catch your STD and not know about it. And this comes from the natural, 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 National Youth Risk Behavior Survey in 2017. I'm really terrified to see what it says now. I don't even want to know. And then I got some more statistics for you. HIV, 21% of all new HIV diagnoses are amongst young people. They're the age between 13 and 24. So those 13 to 18-year-olds and 40% of them not having sex are contracting HIV and are getting tested for it. 87% are young men and 13% are young women. And this is because also when I was doing my research, um, there's a lot of males now that practice in homosexuality not only homosexuality by curiosity and bisexualism and when this happens when they open themselves up to anal sex it exposes them it gives them a higher exposure to hiv because of the walls that you have back there they're easily ripped and teared that's bloodstream that's all that all of what you're doing is leaking into your bloodstream now, our, our, now, vaginal intercourse also does the same thing. However, the vaginal wall is, is created for that purpose. So it's a lot more thicker than your anus. So usually when people have anal sex and um, with the HIV positive person, it is very, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to say it is, probably like 25% easier for them to contract HIV than it is for vaginal sex not to say you can't through vaginal sex you definitely can most people you know a lot of people do but it's very it's easier for you to contract it through anal sex so that's why 87% of the young men have it it's very sad um and for the STDs have um about 20 million new STDs are reported each year and they're among young people between the ages of 15 and 24. Once again, those people that are not using protection while they're having sex, those are among the people that are having four or more partners in high school, y'all. In high school. This is so sad to me. Teen pregnancy. There is nearly 180 babies that are born to teen girls in the year 2018 between the ages of 15 and 19. Not only to mention that, you don't want me to get started on the number of abortions per day. There is an approximate 125,000 abortions per day. And in the in um according to who, the World Health Organization, there is nearly 40 to 50 million abortions each year around the world. 40 to 50 million children's lives are lost each year. 
in utero. We have 7.5 billion people on earth. Can you imagine if people didn't get abortions, how much the earth would be populated, fruitful and multiplying? But instead, 40 to 50 million lives are lost each year. That's a life. So those were some statistics for you to scare like that. The scares the crap out of me. I don't know about you, but let's talk about the mind. We know that a lot of this, these things are connected to our, our brains. Our brains are huge. In my last um, clothing purity episode, we talked about masturbation and the effects that pornography and masturbation have on the brain and how it can mimic um, that of a severely depressed person as well as an alcoholic's brain. Um, if that's the child, it took me out, okay? But according to psychology today, um, some things that people, this was done, uh, this is a survey that was done amongst college students. I think around the year 2015, please forgive me if I'm misquoting. Um, but they wanted to see how they were reacting to sexual intercourse as far as like hookups because a lot of people in college they hook up that's what they do in college you know so this is quote unquote directly out of the psychology today article and it will be linked down below if you're interested to look go look at it yourself other common reactions include regret disappointment confusion embarrassment we know god is not a god of uh, author of confusion anyway embarrassment guilt low self-esteem although other individuals certainly report feeling proud nervous excited and desirable or wanted the feeling seemed to be more positive before and during the hookup and more negative afterward what does that sound like to me don't that sound like sin to you Sin brings confusion. Sin brings disappointment. Sin brings regret. Sin brings embarrassment. Sin brings guilt. Sin brings low self-esteem. Trust me, I know. And of course, before we feed into these desires, we feel nervous because we know they're wrong. We feel nervous because we don't know the outcome. We feel excited because for some odd reason, the human, the human mind, we find it a, a, a sickening excitement in doing the wrong things and we feel proud about these things until we realize that it doesn't feed us it's not feeding us anything but death because like we talked about last time we know that sin when it is fully grown the bible says it leads to death and yeah, you might not feel these things right away. You know, when God told Adam and Eve if they ate off the tree, surely, surely they will die. Adam and Eve did not die immediately. They died in the eyesight and the presence of God. Yes, because they were led into their sins. Yes, so they did die in that way immediately. But when he was talking about the ultimate death, they did not die immediately. They did not. It leads to death. These things can be subtle. It can just be, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to masturbate and watch porn and I'm just doing it by myself so it's not wrong. And then next thing you know, 
masturbation and pornography is not enough trust me I was the person that was addicted to it it's not enough then you start thinking about who can I go out here to have sex with to please this I need this please I need this I need this sin to be full grown you need it to be full grown because because it's going to start out little and it's going to grow and it's going to be full grown And I'm telling you, it it also says, quote unquote, participants who were not depressed before showed more depressive symptoms and loneliness after engaging in casual sex. Let me tell you something, sisters and brothers of Christ. Depression, anxiety, that is not our portion. Those things are not of God. God gives us peace, joy, love everlasting undying unfleeting love this is not our portion and honestly this article is so true you i really don't like talking about or touching on things that i don't have personal experience with because i think it's so much more beautiful when a person can add in their testimony i can testify to this i can testify to this Honestly, y'all, it, it, it just, it does not feed you because after that you're empty and you need to start all over again to try to think that you're going to get filled and you're not. Your cup is still empty. They also did a study on men and women in college to see the poor effects on casual hookups, which is the same study. And quote unquote, both men and women true hookup sex with a casual stranger rather than a romantic partner or friend with benefits seem to bode poorly for mental health and self-esteem there are many articles that state sex has many health benefits helps prevent prostate cancer lower anxiety decrease stress but all of this is to be enjoyed in marriage okay Because when it's out of marriage, when it's out of covenant, when it's in sin, when it's in sexual morality, that pornelia we was talking about, it brings death. It makes you feel empty. It makes you feel used. It makes you feel filthy. It makes you feel disgusting. It makes you feel like nobody is ever going to love you or want you. Sometimes, unfortunately, it even makes people feel like God doesn't want them and that he doesn't want them to talk to him. That they don't want to talk to him because they feel so shameful. But there was a scripture that I read last night. I don't exactly remember where it was from, but you guys can Google it. Praise God for Google. And it said that we, it's in Hebrews, we are completely naked in front of our father. There's nothing that can be hidden from him. So even if you do commit sin, it says in the Bible that a godly man may stumble, but he holds our hand. So we may never fall. You will never fall. You just got to get back up again. If you sin, you take it to the throne of grace. And you tell God, I don't want to do this sin no more. If it's a stronghold, you need to start deliverance. And you need to start casting that thing out in the name of Jesus. I had to do it. And we have to also lift each other up. But here are some scriptures as to why. Why we shouldn't participate in sexual sin 
and we should stay pure and abstain ourselves till marriage because there's so it's so much of a greater reward and I can't speak on it I'm not married yet I'm a single mom I had my daughter at 21 and I, I am a result of the teenage pregnancy I don't care what nobody says 21 I was a kid had no clue still really don't have no clue how to raise a child but God is working and God is moving and God is the greatest father and the greatest leader in my life and he is transforming me and making me the best mother I can be praise God I was 21 I was left raising a child by myself me and the father were not together he still isn't really in my daughter's life so I'm stuck here having to teach a young woman her value, her self-worth, her strength. And I'm telling y'all, I only get it from the glory of God. I only get it from God. I married myself to a whole bunch of men, to a whole bunch of women. I had no business marrying myself to. Because when we have sex with somebody, we know that when a man and a wife come together, Genesis speaks on this. It's a whole bunch of scriptures that speak on this. You become one with them. You don't just, it's not just for in enjoyable pleasure like people will be like oh it's just for pleasure that's all it's for it's just about me being sensual and sexual honey you know it's deeper than that it's spiritual you make a bond you make a covenant let's 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 be real you make a covenant with people every time you lay down with them a covenant all of those vows that you say to somebody that people say to somebody when they get marriage, married, you say that between your spirits when you lay down with each other. You do. I love you through rich or poor, happiness and health. You are, you are saying that spiritually to somebody else. And God loves us so much. The reason why he doesn't want us to do this is because he knows the consequence. He knows our enemy. He knows our enemy. So let me tell you what, what, what the word of God says. Genesis 2, 24 ESV. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. When you are married, it's not, when you have sex, it's not just fun. It's marriage. It's marriage. You're married to them. If you watch a person and you lust after them in porn, what did Jesus tell us? Surely if you lust after a woman, you already committed adultery in your heart. You're making a covenant with them. Whether you believe it or not. And some people might be, well, it's worse when you lay down with them. Yeah, it can make a stronger soul tie. But you're still marrying yourself to them over that over that um, phone. You can't walk down the aisle. You cannot get your godly ordained husband, women, men of God. You cannot get your godly ordained wife if you're married to somebody else. God do not bless no mess. He is not going to allow you to be married to the woman or the man that he knows will be a blessing to your life and you be a blessing to them and you guys go into ministry with each other. He's not going to allow that if you're married 
spiritually to someone else. So a lot of y'all probably like, why have I found my spouse yet? And all of this and whoop de whoop de whoop that that and the third. Let me tell you why, sis and bro. It's because you're probably married to somebody that you had sex with five years ago. And you don't even know it. When you lay down with someone, not only do they take a piece of you and you take a piece of them. The reason why that is, is because you're married with them. You become one flesh with them. That person's problems become your problems. That person's strongholds become your strongholds. Oh, if they got problems with money, they got problems with their family, strife, they got problems with other people, they got a bad attitude, they don't know how to treat people, they always have health issues, you're marrying yourself to them. So now it's legal grounds for all of their demons to come and trample over your life and oppress, suppress, and possess you. Don't ever be fooled. Don't ever be fooled. We should not give a person something so precious. It says guard your heart. That's precious to God. Our heart, it says Jesus comes and live on the throne of our heart. Our heart is precious. Our mind is precious. Our bodies are precious. Our spirits are precious to God. Do you not know that you are more precious than a ruby? You are so precious in the eyes of God. Our bodies are a temple. Shouldn't nobody else, if we're single, shouldn't nobody else be in our body, in our mind, in our hearts, or in our spirits, except for God's Holy Spirit, except for God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus Christ of Nazareth that died on the cross for our sins. That's it. And here's why. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20 ESV. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not of your own, for you were bought. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Your body ain't even yours. You were bought. It ain't yours. You were bought with a price. The blood of Jesus paid that price. When Jesus got nailed to that cross and he died, that was the price. He paid for us. You thought it was free? No. We don't even belong to ourselves. You are not your own. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 17 ESV. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells within you? If anyone, anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Holy Spirit is moving. I feel an anointing right now in the name of Jesus. Do you not know that you are God's temple and his precious loving spirit dwells within you. 
It says anyone that tries to destroy or destroys God's temple, God will surely destroy. Because God's temple is holy and we are that temple. We, we are set apart. We can't be out here just flinging ourselves around, listening to Megan Thee Stallion, WAP, and all that kind of other bull crap. No, that is not what we do. Feed your spirit so that it may be strong. You're either going to feed your spirit or your flesh. I want to feed my spirit. That's why I stopped watching Netflix. That's why I stopped watching TV shows and movies, y'all. I can't even watch nothing. I can't stomach it. It grieves my spirit. I don't want nothing to grieve God's Holy Spirit. It's not worth it. Romans 12, 1 1 to 2, ESV. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Our bodies are our spiritual worship. It is a sacrifice to God. Wow. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So (laughs) let me break this down to y'all real quick. When we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, it becomes holy and acceptable to God. And that is our, li- our spiritual worship. So the more that we kill our flesh and the, and the stronger Holy Spirit becomes inside of us and the stronger our spirits become in Christ, it becomes spiritual worship for God. And we all know God loves worship. That we have to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And guess what? When you renew your mind, you'll be tested. But you'll also be able to discern the will of God and what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So, when you offer your body as a living sacrifice, then you become holy and acceptable to God which therefore increases our spiritual worship for him. Once we are transformed by the renewal of our mind in Christ Jesus, we will be tested, which is pruning. I'm going to go over that. Pruning is amazing. It hurts, but it's amazing. And we'll be able to discern the will of God in our life and what is good, acceptable, and perfect for, for our lives through God. There's such a great reward when you give everything, when you give your body, when you give your mind, your heart, your spirit, and you surrender it all to God. And we, the way that we do this with our bodies is by presenting it as a, as a living sacrifice. Lord, I don't want to please myself no more. I want to do what is good and acceptable and perfect to you. I want to know the will that you have over my life. And you can't know your purpose. You can't walk in your purpose or the will of God if you are using your body for your own selfish desires. That's selfish. I'm going to tell you right now, if you not not to knock anybody down, if it's a stronghold, there's deliverance. You can always hit me up, Amber Renee at Facebook or Bethel Bethel's 
with the s at the end underscore nurse at instagram always hit me up i'm here prayer i will give you some resources to use to get free we all have freedom in christ jesus you are so valuable women and men of god the very hairs on your head are numbered you are more precious than many sparrows. That's Luke 12, 7. We are so precious. The Egyptians used to use orgies and sexual acts in their temples to their underscore lowercase gods. But we have to remember our God wants us to be set apart. And instead, in his temple, he wants holiness. He wants righteousness. His grace and mercy follows. He wants love. And I'm sorry, y'all, but love can't dwell amongst selfishness. It just can't. Even people that think that they love themselves, they really don't. Because if you're if you're a lover of yourself and what you want to do for yourself, you don't really love yourself. You are hurting yourself so much more by thinking you love yourself and performing these acts. There are so many scriptures that warn against sexual impurity, sexual immorality. And if you haven't already, please go back and listen to my clothes and purity part one, masturbation and pornography one. And that I have Romans 1, 24, Galatians 5, 19, Ephesians 4, 19. It's so many of them, y'all. Like I told y'all last time, it is repeated 25 times. Sexual immorality, just the word, is repeated 25 times in the New Testament. <laughs> and the word in Greek is ekthamariasia. Sorry if I pronounced it wrong. It's A-K-A-T-H-A-R-S-I-A, which means defiled, file, ceremonial, unfit. It's sexual immorality or impurity. And we can't enter into God's presence when we're defiled, foul, and ceremonial, unfit. In Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, like it tells us if we are ceremonial, unclean, we can't go in front of God. They could not enter the temple of God because they were unclean. And if they did, they would surely be killed. <laughs> We can't. We have to repent of this stuff. We have to be a pure heart. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5, Psalms 24. Um, we have to have a healthy intimacy between God. And we can't have healthy intimacy between God if we're having unhealthy intimacy between our brothers and sisters. And I got this from GodQuestions.com. It was such a blessing. And sex between a man and a wife is beautiful. And, and I can't make a podcast over that. Maybe I will if I can get one of my couples to come on here, one of my friends that are married to come on here and speak about it and talk about their own experience in purity and waiting. But 
we must remember we are the ambassadors of Christ we represent his kingdom all of these people talking about they got church hurt they got all these things going on let me tell you something it's because people have been terrible ambassadors of Christ and it's time for us to stand up and be the real true ambassadors of Christ and show people what Christ really is about the only way we can do that is by the word of God and by following his words by following his commandments there's a lot of consequences of sexual immorality you got soul ties spiritual spouses y'all and i ain't just talking about the spiritual spouses you lay down with you can marry yourself to spirits to demons this stuff gets deep so i have a prayer that i want to say before i close this out and i will leave all resources and all information in the description box so that way you can go look this up yourself i will leave scripture and everything child because i want all of us all of us to be able to be clothed in purity and like i said you can hit me up on instagram or facebook instagram bethels with the s at the end underscore nurse and amber renee at facebook okay But let's pray real quick in the closing of this podcast. And I really truly believe that God is going to, God is going to break some of those soul ties right now in the name of Jesus. He is about to break some chains that have been held over you since the first time that you had sex in the name of Jesus. Yes, God, deliverance is on the way. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you now, O Lord, asking that you forgive us of all of our sins, and specifically, Lord God, sexual immorality, lust, greed, selfishness, which I know comes along with sexual immorality, O gracious God. In Jesus' mighty name, I repent. I'm sorry, God, for using what you created for good and using it to selfishly satisfy me, Lord. I pray that you make my spirit and your Holy Spirit, almighty God, strong and my flesh weak. Heavenly Father, I divorce myself to any and all ungodly soul ties, Lord, for sex, masturbation, pornography, and lust, O Lord. I sever all soul ties in the name of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus, all soul ties are cut, clipped, and burned in the mighty name of Jesus. I am pure, O Lord. And help me remain pure until you send me your ordained spouse for me in the name of Jesus. I am your temple, most high God, and more precious than rubies. I am fearfully and wonderfully made and made whole in you, O God. I forgive myself, Lord, as well as any participants in any sexual immorality sin, Lord God. And I thank you for washing me clean and making me a new creature, Lord. I surrender to you all that I have, including this sin in this lustful world, Lord. But in your word, it says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I trust you, God. I trust you, Lord. And I choose you. 
making myself a living sacrifice to you, O God. Let not my will, let not my will, Lord, be done, but your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I love y'all. We're going to get through this together. Please write me if you need some encouragement. Write me if you need some deliverance. I have some connections. I'm going to leave some sermons about healthy marriage sex in the comments below by some pastors and evangelists that I trust, that I discern as well in the mighty name of Jesus. Go to God and ask him about it as well. Of course, we always take everything to the Father first. God bless you. God be with you. May his peace be still over you. This was God's girl. Let's keep it in the Lord. Let's keep it in love. Amen.